Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Happy November, Habit Thrivers, and welcome to episode number 19 of your Habit Thrive podcast, the first episode in a four-part series on sleep. Now, this follows nicely our previous themes of meditation, planning happiness, and gratitude. They all work together beautifully to enhance our sleep and our health. I was going to do another focus on meditation for the month of November, but I received some requests, actually quite a few requests for a sleep theme, and I thought it would work perfectly in November. Now, I can certainly integrate, and I am going to integrate, the theme of meditation into this month as well. Now, of course, if you're listening to this in a different month and it's not November, you're still going to find lots of tips and lots of tricks for sleep. It is, though, very specific to the month of November in terms of sleep issues, I'm going to say, from an Ayurvedic perspective. So the fall and November make sleep sometimes a little bit more challenging due to the drop in light. Now the drop in light decreases our serotonin, which is our feel-good chemical, which affects our melatonin, which is our sleep well chemical. Also, this drop in serotonin affects everything from our perception of pain to food cravings. So it can be a bit of a challenging month, but the more that you know about how your body and your brain is affected by light, how this in turn affects our habits and routines, the more power you have to make changes for your health and your happiness. So on that note, for those of you who follow Daylight Savings, don't forget to set your clocks back tonight if you're listening right now (laughs) on Saturday morning. And if they've already been set back, um, I'm just going to suggest to avoid the game of it's really this time. It's really an hour later. (laughs) It will wreak havoc on your daily routine. And it will actually take up a lot of brain energy that can be used in other ways. Now, in terms though of your bedtime, it does or could work to your advantage in that when you are setting your bedtime or when you're going to bed at the same time that you always have, uh, you're going to be perhaps a little bit more tired. And if you've been wanting to set your bedtime a little earlier, this is your opportunity. So I'm going to suggest to seize it. So here we go with this week's episode, number 19, sleep success, putting yourself to sleep. So the first question is why? Why can't I just go to sleep when I'm tired? Remember those days saying to your mom, but mom, I'm not tired. I don't want to go to bed. You can't make me. (laughs) 
<laughs> and if you were like me, I'd be sitting at the top of the stairs in my jammies watching the adults downstairs having fun, especially if it was on the weekend, and I was missing out. There's no fun in sleep. I remember even thinking that. Much more fun to be up. So when you think back to your childhood, I think um, there weren't many of us who said, okay, it's bedtime, great, perfect. I'm tired, I'm good. No, I don't need help getting to sleep, mom. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna put myself to sleep. No, instead, it was a time of negotiation right, number of pages to read in, in the book that, uh, that was being read to us, the number of songs that perhaps we wanted to have sung to us, the length of the tickle. It was always, always negotiation. So your memories of, of bedtime or going to sleep again can be lots of positive aspects for sure but for many of us yes it it was a little bit of a struggle and certainly a little bit of a negotiation now somewhere along the line and for myself because i can only speak for myself i started to enjoy the end of the day going to sleep and in fact if i was kept up at night let's say by these same adults or anyone outside my room after I had gone to bed I could be quite a bear and so in fact there could be slamming doors and words of I need to get my sleep I need to get to sleep so uh, that so when I was thinking about it, as I was doing this podcast and thinking about this it uh, actually made me laugh thinking back to uh, to that transition. So full disclosure, I'm actually a, a pretty good sleeper. The reason that I am so obsessed with sleep, I think, is that when I don't get sleep, so there were periods of time going through perimenopause for sure, and, and definitely still during times where my mind is really, really busy, and I'm not getting my sleep, um, and I'm gonna go back actually to when I first noticed in my 20s that, that change in the light and the change in serotonin related to melatonin, that is the time that I really started to dig into, okay, how am I going to fall asleep faster? How, how am I going to stay asleep? And what is this, this sleep thing anyway? So that's actually part of the reason that I became very interested in Ayurveda. It's all related to our next chapter. It's all related to our health and happiness. So I actually come from also a, lo a long line of nappers, thank you mom and grandma, and I still nap, and that is going to be something that we're going to talk about uh, during this series as well, because napping is not necessarily for everyone, and when we talk about putting yourself to sleep, having a consistent bedtime habit or bedtime routine, sometimes napping can get in the way of it, but if it's integrated into your routine, and again, you are doing similar things during the hours of the day, then it is, it is just part of the routine. And uh, in fact, you can have a better night's sleep with that downtime, that nap in the middle of the day, than if you don't nap. 
But again, that's going to play into, as we look at our day, we're going backwards actually. We're going to set the time that we want to go to sleep the night before, and then we're gonna bring it into the next day. And so that is again the topic of today's episode. So actually I am going to right now um, give a shout out to Laura Vanderkam, who is an amazing author and podcaster and blogger. And I just listened to something from her recently where she used that term, putting yourself to sleep. And I actually love it because what happens with the language of sleep is that very often we talk about or use the term I need to get to sleep. Um, I, um, it, it becomes again very much a struggle. I need to get something and in fact the opposite is really really helpful to think about and that is that we need to or it's best if we think about surrendering to sleep or letting go to sleep that we are letting go of our day we're letting go of our wake cycle so that we can release into our sleep cycle and that's exactly what it is right as we move through the various phases of sleep we are releasing our bodies and our minds into that cycle of sleep and really what we need to do is to trust to trust that as we let go into sleep as we let go of our day that everything is okay that the house is okay that our family is okay that um, we're okay and we can say goodbye to the day so just changing your languaging around sleep so and this is again I'm going to give you some homework for uh, for this week and it is not simple to say set your bedtime for sure to set a consistent bedtime especially at the time of a time change but I'm also going to suggest that you think about your languaging around your sleep that you get to go to bed now that we have um, we have the opportunity to go to sleep now to be we have the um, the opportunity the the chance to set our own sleep time uh, again because earlier in our life perhaps it was dictated more so by children or more so by by work and even if we are still working there is that we have actually more power than we think to be able to set our bedtime so that is again something i'm going to encourage you you can journal about it think about it and when we come to next week's episode we are going to backtrack from this time that you're setting so when you think about it again you're going to let go into sleep I'd like you to also think about the amount that you would like to sleep because that's going to set your bedtime. So in general, sleep surveys and research shows that we sleep between seven to nine hours, most people. There are like a small percentage on either end of that that sleep less or sleep more, but in general, 
most of us sleep between seven to nine hours. So if you have a general idea of the amount of sleep that you like to sleep, then to just back it up from there. So if you wanna get up at six in the morning, then yes, you're looking at um, you're looking at being in bed. So there's a little bit difference again between when you actually go to bed and when you fall asleep, but let's say it takes you 15 to 20 minutes or 10 minutes and that's what you're going to start to notice. This is the opportunity to notice this over uh, the course of these four episodes, really getting to know your pattern, your habit and your routines around your sleep and taking the opportunity for a whole month to be playing with this. So that if you are um, again wanting the eight hours, so in general 10 a.m. or 10 p.m till 6 a.m. Now I am gonna mention from an Ayurvedic standpoint again that much of the writing will talk about the fact the hours after midnight are not the same as the hours before midnight. So that in general, the way our body rests, the way we go through our, um, our phases of, of sleep, the way that even our body's affected by digestion, all of that a little bit different in the hours before midnight and after midnight. So they would suggest that 10 to six, that eight hour could potentially be a, let's say a better and a deeper sleep than midnight or one o'clock till 9 a.m. in the morning, for example. But I always say, take that time to explore, to notice, in your body, in your life, because it it does, it's still gonna be impacted by other people perhaps in your family, but knowing that again, there is different research, there are different benefits, and really trust yourself. So if you feel better in that eight hours between 10 to six, let's say then uh, eight to four, or where however those eight hours play out, then make a note of it, back your routine up from from there. So then you're gonna back up from your 10 o'clock and I normally suggest at least a half hour um, downtime before sleep, if not, uh, if not an hour. So that needs to fit into your hour that you wanna put yourself to sleep as well. But just for this week, I'm simply saying, play with that time, decide, I feel pretty good after eight hours. Again, you can be taking your notes and journaling this during uh, during the week. And I would say that half an hour makes, a, for myself, I can only speak for myself personally and a few of my clients I might say, is that half an hour does make a difference, either getting up in the morning or when you go to bed at night. So when you set your bedtime, and let's say you want to be in bed by 10, if you go to bed at 10.30 one night and 10 o'clock the next night, that can make a difference. And you may not, again, feel the benefits of a consistent bedtime. And the benefits of a consistent bedtime come up over and over again for how our day flows out the next day, everything from our digestion to our elimination to everything going on. Um, in our bodies and our brains for the day. So a consistent bedtime 
uh, is extremely important and a half an hour can make a difference so I'm, I'm going to throw that out there for you again to play with and come into this month this month of November with perhaps a really open mind because we can be very um, tied to our to our sleep habits very much I'm you know I'm a night person or I'm a morning person or I tried to do this and it didn't work or I can't do this because of you know my my spouse or my dog or or my kids just notice because they are all um, they are all real it's all part of our sleep routine and our sleep habit just notice where your resistance is to a to setting a specific consistent time and just sit with it notice it and say you know what i'm going to give it the college try for the month of november and um it's actually as i said it's the perfect time so if you already have a consistent bedtime the other thing I'm going to suggest, if it's not consistent on the weekends, if you have that opportunity to play with it on the weekends as well, because sometimes we use the weekends as makeup, sleep time, right? Which again is not a bad thing, but I just, I'd love you to notice just do you sleep in on the weekend? So then if that's the case and you're making up time for sleep, then there's some adjustments that perhaps you want to make during, um, during the week. It could be because you, again, are staying up later either Friday night or Saturday night. Again, you don't want to miss life and miss opportunities because you want to stay, you know, stuck on your sleep routine. But if you have the opportunity to be able to play with this and notice this because it's going to make a difference that you're feeling in all aspects of your health. Again, be open and be curious at least for the month of November if you'd like. So that noticing the resistance, and I have some limiting beliefs and I have some, um, some things that I think are absolutely you know true in my life. And I've had the opportunity to play with those as well. And I still, and I still play with them. So that is <laughs> for this week, during a time change week for some of you, is my suggestion. Put yourself to sleep at a consistent time. Note how you're feeling. Note some of the barriers. Note some of the, of the resistance to this. Notice some of the benefits, even within a week. Okay, even within a week, you're going to start to notice things, but you will notice more over the course of the month. So the last thing that I'm going to say before I leave you is that, again, that feeling of being able to trust that all will be well when we go to sleep is a big one, particularly for women, right? We are definitely... Uh, caring for many people always even if they're not in our homes they're in our thoughts and so that feeling of being able to let go of the day to trust that all will be okay is something I would love to work on as well so I'm going to leave you with a version of loving kindness meditation it's an adaptation and for those of you that practice loving kindness meditation, it can be sent out um, from yourself, starting with yourself, and then sent out to someone you care about, 
actually even someone who you're having a challenging relationship with, um, out to a neutral person in your life, out to the universe. So you can absolutely expand this and play with this, but I'm going to give you something that I do, a version of loving kindness that I say to myself as I'm falling asleep, particularly on those nights that I'm having trouble falling asleep or I wake up and I notice that I'm a little bit worried. And so again, I want to mention this is a, uh, there's all kinds of different variations, adaptations and translations of loving kindness meditation. This is my personal practice for sleep. Feel free to memorize it, to use part of it, to change it up. And I'd love to hear how it works for you. So you might be actually resting right now, like getting ready for sleep, getting ready for bed. You might be actually even out for a walk. You might be in any other location or situation and you can still practice this. Feel free to repeat after me. Let's take a breath in, nice soft breath in. Nice long breath out and resting your hands and if you'd like on your heart. May I feel protected and safe. May I feel content and at peace. May my physical body support me with strength. May my days and my nights unfold smoothly with ease. So night night everyone or enjoy a wonderfully relaxing day ahead. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years, or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.